Welcome. I am your host, Christine, and this is the Self-Esteem Truths Podcast, a podcast about discovering the truth about who we are, why we struggle, and how we can overcome. This podcast is designed to help you transform your life as we dive weekly into new questions about self-esteem truths. Hi, I'm Christine. I'm a confidence coach and motivational speaker, and this is episode 146. I'm going to ask you to bear with me this week. I have a stuffy nose and a sore throat. It's been coming on for a few days. It's going to be with me for the next few days. So we're just going to do this like this. So I appreciate in advance your patience for how I sound in this episode. (laughs) Thank you. While I'm recording this episode, I have some throat-soothing tea with me, but as soon as I'm done, I'm going to the kitchen to make my Good For You Coffee Club cup of coffee. I really enjoy this coffee. There's so much about it to like, namely that it's fresh. It's not as addictive because it is only the natural caffeine that you would naturally find in the beans. It's been cleanly processed. There's no addictive properties added. It's just a beautiful, clean, delicious, fresh cup of coffee. They are running a sale right now, so check them out goodforyoucoffeeclub.com. I'll link their site in the show notes. And if you are listening to this episode after the sale, don't worry, you can use my promo code TRUTH10 for 10% off. Today, I want to talk about something that I think I touched on just a little bit last week. And that's the difference between a kind person and a people pleaser. Now, this is maybe going to be a very tough episode for some of you. I recognize that and appreciate that. We're going to handle this as gently as we can. So I started this by saying a kind person versus a people pleaser. And so the very first little dollop of harsh truth is this. They are not the same thing. Kind people and people pleasers are not the same thing. One of the big things that differentiates whether or not somebody is a people pleaser or a kind person is not what they do. It's why they do it. You see, people-pleasing is a trauma response. People hold on to it because they're afraid to no longer be considered a nice person. Isn't that ironic? They're afraid people will stop liking them. People-pleasers are afraid that they're going to discover that they don't actually have any close friends or close relationships. Here's a gentle hint. If you are people-pleasing, you probably do not have many close relationships. And I recognize that me saying that might be triggering one of your worst fears. There are ways to solve this. Just stick with me as we go through this. So people, pleasers, they do quote unquote acts of kindness from a place of fear, lack, scarcity mindset. They're putting on a mask. And I want you to hear me out on this. They're actually being very inauthentic because they are not saying and doing what they actually want to be saying or doing. They may want to be saying, no, stop coming and asking me for these things. They may want to put up a boundary, but instead they say yes and okay, and they give and they give and they give. What happens is this can lead to a lot of resentment, internal stress. It can take a toll on your health. It can drain you financially. It can cause anxiety when the phone rings or a text pings or an email comes through or the knock on the door comes because you know you're going to be asked for something that you don't feel like you actually have to give. And you know, if you're a people pleaser, you're going to give it anyway. On the flip side of this, genuine kindness 
is generated by love and generosity from a place of having enough to give. You see, it's a place of abundance. I have so much, let me share it with those I love. Notice for people pleasers, it is almost always, I have to sacrifice what I already don't have enough of. Kind people say, I have some extra time. I can give them that. I have an extra $20. I can give them that. Here is the other thing about genuinely kind people. Your yes is actually more powerful and more special because you could have said no, not just in theory, right? I know people pleasers, we love to say this. They should be so grateful I could have said no. Yeah, but they know and you know and I know you weren't going to say no. Kind people will say no and they only say yes when it is appropriate to say yes. So their yes is more valuable because the person they're giving it to knows they could have received a no. Kind people can say no and stand by that no because they are coming from a place of love. They are not afraid of losing this relationship if they don't say yes because kind people value themselves enough to not be taken advantage of and abused by people that are supposedly their friends and family. When a kind person says no, they are not being mean or rude or heartless, and they don't see it as evidence that they are not good enough or not worthy or bad. They don't fear being rejected, passed over, or left behind. Kind people, they know if they lose a relationship because they didn't say yes, there was not a relationship there to begin with. Kind people understand that someone is genuinely liking you not based on how much you give or sacrifice or go above and beyond. Healthy people know that a good, solid relationship has space for you to say no. They respect your boundaries, your time, your energy, and your money. Unhealthy people see you as an endless well that they can keep pulling from. They can just take and take and take. And if your well dries up, you are no longer of use to them. And then they're going to leave you in the dust. Unlike when an unhealthy person walks away from a healthy person who says no, that healthy person, that kind person, they still have their time, their money, their resources, their energy, their self-respect. When an unhealthy person walks away from a people pleaser, that people pleaser is spent. Their resources are gone. Their money has been dried up. Their energy is depleted. Their health is destroyed. There's literally nothing left to take. And there's nothing left for that people pleaser to rebuild with. That is not an act of love. Unhealthy people, they do not ever give back. They just take and take. The relationship is never in balance. They are like a parasite. So you have to ask yourself if you are a people pleaser or you have people pleasing tendencies, why am I working so hard? and sacrificing so much to keep parasites in my life. Now, as I said at the beginning, I know if you are a people pleaser, this can be really hard to hear. Because as I mentioned, people pleasing is a trauma response. We talk about fight or flight and freeze and fawn. This is fawn. We want to make everybody happy. We want to make people like us and love us. We want people to stay. We want people to just not be angry or mad. It is traumatizing, and you may not even be able to help that you're being pulled into this. However, the more that you can see it for what it is and start to recognize the lie that you've been telling yourself and living under 
and probably a parent or somebody else put this light on you in the first place, that you will be a, a mean or selfish or rude person or a sinner if you do not give to this level. That is a lie. We are put here to love. And what I want you to understand is you can only love others as much as you are able to love yourself. I want to say that again. You are only able to love others as much as you are able to love yourself. When you are causing self-harm by overgiving, overstretching, oversacrificing, energetically, emotionally, mentally, financially, physically, overburdening yourself, this is not an act of love. I believe we've talked about this once before, but it bears repeating here. You do a disservice to those around you when you do everything for them. When you sacrifice and bleed yourself dry and dissolve all of your boundaries. When you do this, you are, in fact, taking away their ability to build their own self-respect, self-confidence, self-love, and a solid, bright future. When you allow your boundaries to be trampled, you are telling them boundaries don't matter. You are reinforcing their belief that the only way they can survive is if they have somebody to take from. And you are actually making them very angry and resentful people. They feel helpless and out of control, so they need to control you. They need to take, take, take. You are helping to create, in a sense, emotional monsters. You can love people and give genuinely and generously only from a powerful place of being able to say no, having boundaries and knowing your value. Giving as a kind, good person does not cause resentment, anger, frustration, feelings of being taken advantage of, used, or abused. Kind people create a sense of peace and warmth and genuine love. If you struggle with people-pleasing, you know that the opposite is true when you people-please. It does cause resentment when people keep taking and they're not appreciative of your sacrifice. People-pleasing creates anger when you know you're being asked for something and you don't want to give it. You feel like you can't give it. And you also feel helpless thinking that you have to say yes anyway. It creates fear because you're afraid of the next ask. You're afraid of the next thing that's going to be taken from you. And you're afraid of what that's going to leave you with. How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to make time for the work you need to get done? It also creates a sense of lack. You lack the things that are being taken of. You lack your boundaries. You lack being respected and loved and valued and appreciated. And there's a fear of what else you will lose if you start saying no. The sense of lack can be debilitating. There's anger and resentment when people trample your boundaries but you have to recognize you're not even putting your boundaries in place. They're not there to be trampled. What you're experiencing is your knowledge that there should be a boundary there. And of course, this is all compiled when we add the feelings of being unacknowledged, unheard, unappreciated, unvalued. All of this eats at you. Chronic headaches, pain behind the eyes, tension in your neck or shoulders or hips, Trouble sleeping, bad dreams, problems with digestion, 
your immune system gets compromised. I could go on and on. There are so many negative side effects to people-pleasing. And you might be asking yourself, then why do we do it? Why do people get so caught up in people-pleasing? It's twofold. The fear, of course, the trauma response, and the lie. You will be selfish, mean, a sinner, wrong, bad if you stop. Fear and the lie will keep people stuck in people-pleasing mode long after they recognize that this is making them miserable. But they stay because they think there's a reward at the end of it. There's a reward for having been a quote-unquote good person. So how do you break out of this? The first thing that I want you to recognize, and hopefully it's already started to take shape in your mind at this point, people-pleasing does not make you a good person, right? It's not just about our outward action. It's about how we're feeling inside. If you genuinely want to be a good, kind person, be a good, kind person from a genuine place. Way more powerful. It's going to get you so much farther. And if you want to be a good, kind person, do it from a meaningful place. People pleasers will sometimes say to me, oh, I can say no sometimes. And what they mean when they say that is they can say no to the people they know will respect their no and like them anyways. But who do you think will get more value out of your yes? The person that takes and takes and takes and takes and gets angry at you if you're not giving and feels entitled to everything you have and blames you if something goes wrong in their life? Or the person that values you as a person and recognizes your right to boundaries even if you don't have them and is incredibly grateful the times that you do say yes and very respectful of the times you say no. Which act of giving is more meaningful? If you're going to make the switch from people-pleasing to being a genuinely kind person, there is a good possibility you are going to lose some people in your life, even if they're family, even if they're lifelong friends. I want you to consider the cost of that relationship on you. Would you continue to stay in a house with no roof and few walls and no running water and no electricity and mold growing on things and dirt everywhere just because it's the house that you used to live in? Or would you walk away from that house? People are incredible, magical, special things. I love people. And my purpose here is to help people. And at the same time, that doesn't mean that all people get access to me. One of the first things that I look for when somebody wants to work with me is, are they willing to help themselves? Because if they are not, I cannot help them. Not, I don't want to. Not, I wouldn't even if I could. There is no skill, tool, trick, exercise I could give them that will create a better life for them unless they are willing to help themselves. You also cannot help somebody. You cannot give enough to somebody to fix them or their life or their circumstances unless they are willing to do the hard work themselves. If they are not willing to do that work, you are not abandoning them or giving up on them. They have already done that to themselves. If you still try to stay and help, you are clinging on to that roofless, wallless, dirty, moldy, house. You being in that house doesn't suddenly make it a home. You have to walk away. Because here's the other reality about that. If you are clinging to that space and refusing to walk away from the remnants of that house, that house cannot be torn down 
and that space used to build a better, beautiful, strong, safe house. It can only stay in ruins because you are refusing to leave it. People are the same way. If you are clinging to a relationship and giving and sacrificing and pouring into somebody who is not helping themselves and not respecting boundaries and the word no, you are just staying there, practically forcing them to stay in the condition they are in. They cannot rebuild. They cannot become something new. They cannot heal and learn and grow because you are not giving them the space to do that. This is not kind. It is not noble or saintly. It does not get you points with God. It is wrong and unhealthy and damaging to everyone involved. So it's time to get a little bit brave. And if you haven't done it already, start working on your boundaries. Start working on saying no. Understanding there will be some anger towards you. People will be mad. They will try to bully you into giving your old answers. But if you genuinely love them and your heart truly wants to be a kind person, you are going to stand by that no. You are going to take care of you so that you can be in a place to authentically give generously and beautifully. Let the lies holding you prisoner go. You will be better for it. The people around you will be better for it. Your soul will be better for it. Let it go. Thank you for tuning in this week. I know sometimes these messages can be hard, so I really appreciate it when you stick through it till the end and take in the message and are willing to do the work. If you need help with this one, send me an email, reach out to me on Facebook. Let's get you to a better place. Thank you for being here, and I will talk to you next time. Bye.